Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I Never Told You, production by iHeartRadio. You know, occasionally, Samantha, I feel like a robot. And sometimes I feel like I sound very robotic during that intro. But I did just have to do it twice. And it kind of tripped me up a bit because I was like, I'm stuck in the same moment over and over again. (laughs) To be fair, that was my fault because I was uh, unprofessionally drinking on the mic. And I was like, this is not... People already complain. Why am I doing this? Let's do that again. So my bad on that one. <laughs> no, no, it's all good because it's time for another happy hour. And as always, drink responsibly if you choose to do so. We are kind of doing a huge, very long recording session today. So it's a bit of a cheat. Still sipping on. Very long. Yes. Well, this is the last thing for today. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so we're still sipping on what we had for the happy hour you that came out two happy hours ago. <laughs> a while ago. <laughs> who knows? Thanks, the thankful one. So um, I'm still sipping on my gin and tonic. And you, on your wine. Still sipping on this vino verde that I still love. Yes. So we are now in 2022. Um, again, I don't know when you're listening to this, but I'm assuming it's 2022. And as part of this episode, it actually kind of relates to I believe a Monday mini that's coming out soon about kind of feeling doubt and insecure in your job and in your performance, which we're going to be discussing. This whole thing, I have been thinking about this idea of being too much and feeling like I'm too much a lot lately. And this whole thing is precipitated by a holiday party that Samantha and I went to. But before I get into that, uh, it also, of course, I have a fan fiction story about this. Because I I found a fan fiction, and there are a lot of fan fiction about asexual people and asexual people being in relationships with non-asexual people. Most of the ones I have read are told from the point of view of the asexual person, which makes sense. But I, I just read one from the other side of this point of view, and it was really moving and it was really well written. And I was like, oh, because I've just never had this conversation with somebody in a relationship before. And the person who wasn't asexual kind of had this breakdown and kept saying, like, I feel like I'm too much. Like, I'm too much. I ask for too much. I need too much. And there were tears shed. There were tears, Samantha. <laughs> but I, I just got to thinking about that because. I I know I've discussed it before and we've discussed it before. A lot of times I do feel like I'm too much or I ask for too much or like I have to hide pieces of myself that, because if you knew that, if you knew that about me or if I asked for something, then you're not worth the ask. Like the people will leave, you'll scare them away. They'll be like, she is not worth how much effort she is asking of me, which is often ridiculous because a lot of times it's really small things. Like it's hard for me because I, I am a very passionate person, but I, in the back of my head, I'm like, why do people put it up with me? Like, why do, they, <laughs> why do they let me talk about all this stuff? And I try to hide it. It's so funny. My mom has started watching Star Wars on Sundays. <laughs> it's super cute. It is really cute, but it, I, it took me forever to even tell her. And I love my mom and we're really open with each other, but it took me forever to even tell her I did that. 
because I thought it would be too much. And then she was going to feel like she had to do it if I was home on Sundays. And then I was going to be embarrassed and thinking she hates all this and she wants to, she wants it to be over. And just getting really in my head about things like that. Um, and then, you know, you, you scale that up in a relationship and you're thinking you have to minimize yourself. You have to be small or else this person is going to leave. And I think a lot of women relate to that. But yes, recently we had this party. It's the first time Samantha and I have been in an event. It was outdoors and it wasn't that many people, but it was more people than I've definitely interacted with in a while. And I think because my a lot of my persona has been built on, like she's always doing something, she's always busy. Uh, you know, people give you that question, like, what are you doing? Well, how are you? And it's just silence because you're like, uh, <laughs> staying in and watching right. Star Wars or whatever. Right. But that's the thing is like, you're doing something. You found such a passion for this and you've always had it, but you've been able to dig into it legitimately, like all the way into it. Mm-hmm. As where I'm like, I watch Annie watch Star Wars. Like that is <laughs> my like response mm. essentially. Because mm-hmm. we just had a moment and it's hilarious because both of us apparently are on the same track emotionally. Yeah. And yes, mm-hmm. we were definitely triggered by this party, which is hilarious because from my standpoint, and I've already kind of said this, you were on point and everybody was loving you as where I was disappearing and people were running away from me. So it was kind of like we just had a weird opposite interaction. Yeah. And of course, it could be in my head because I'm always in my head. And in my head, I'm the worst person ever, mm-hmm. you know, going back to being too much. Mm-hmm. And that is absolutely like I'm in the way. That has been a haunt tagline for me since pretty much like young, young toddlerhood self. Yeah. So. I have a whole thing with this, with you as like you and I have talked about this many a times because I'm like, I'm non-existent and people don't even realize I'm here when I show up. It's more of an awkward, hey, what you doing? Oh, okay, <laughs> bye. And mm-hmm. I'm the one who's asking, how are you? And I'm like, oh my God, I shouldn't be asking you that because this is a really horrible time frame for a lot of people. And mm-hmm. that's not the question that you want to ask someone. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, myself in general, I'm a very intense person. Like that, there's no good getting around it. I really wish I wasn't sometimes. Because when I'm asking you how you are, I'm legitimately asking you. And then when mm-hmm. you start talking to me, I'm going to ask more questions. And I've been told many a times, Smith, that's not really appropriate. <laughs> mm-hmm. They just, you know, people want to just be and make the like superficial questions and move on in life. And I realize okay, that's too much. My intensity is too much. Okay. And I've really had to try to scale back to the point that I've had to say it out loud to people. I'm like, I'm so sorry mm-hmm. if this is getting too deep. Mm-hmm. I promise I'll stop. I, it's just, I'm incapable of not following through or having follow up if I hear something. And it's all to do with my own past, my own traumas, my own training, my own empathy. Yeah. Like that's just that's just how I can't. And if mm-hmm. I see a signal, it's hard for me not to see it. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's so much in in 
in all of this, because if you if longtime listeners might remember back when I did my, we did our therapy sessions mm-hmm. and we did episodes where we shared those with you. And I was talking about how I, I always feel like it's this performance and it's so fake and that people are going to see that it's fake and that if they get any hint of like any glimpse of the real me or whatever's really going on, then they are not going to want to deal with me anymore. I had a friend tell me you create problems by not cr- trying to create problems because I'm trying so hard to not annoy people because I think I'm annoying presence. I won't text you or I won't because I think you'll be annoyed um, with my silly thoughts on whatever it is. And sometimes it's not even a silly thought on something small and I still won't do it. And I was even like that with my parents where I was like, one day they're just going to be like, nope. But anyway, sometimes what happens, I feel like, for me, is I'll go to these parties and I'm having fun and there's alcohol involved and my inhibitions will go down and I'm being more open than I would normally be. And that's not not even about like private stuff, but like I was con- trying to convince this guy about why um, The Last of Us 2 is the best of us, the best game ever. Um, so things like that that are not like that. Oh, I missed that. Me and Tyler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and later, like, they're, they're fun conversations and I like them. But there's something I probably wouldn't do unless I really know you very well. And so at the end of the night, I had all these conversations with people and it had been fun. And I'd been really, like, outgoing and loud and probably more than I normally am because normally I'm pretty, like, reserved with people I don't know very well. And I got home. And I just like totally broke down and just sobbed for 10 minutes, like real sobs. And there was a lot of stuff going on. But one of the things, like I shrunk in and my friends have seen me do this. If I get really upset, like I will literally make myself small. I will get in a ball and I will, it looks really painful. It's like a pretzel thing. And I'll just like stay there because it's like, I don't want to be seen. I don't want to be heard because now everyone's seen me and heard me and they're going to realize like, oh, she's a terrible person or, oh, I don't want her around or she's not worth having around. She's too much. And it's, I don't know, it's one of those really frustrating, like, insecurities to shake. And I know it is mine. And I, like, know it. There's, like, a thought I can think. And it's, if I told it to you, you wouldn't think it's that bad. But it is enough to just wreck me. And a lot of times when I talk to people about fan fiction, and they're always like, she reads the saddest stuff. I do read sad stuff. But really, a lot of it is just about not feeling like you're worth it. Like, it's right. not super tragic. It's just... Oh, that's not, enough, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. I, I'm Again, I'm with you. And like, again, the thing that... The statement that has ever haunted me and makes me tear up, and you can hear it in my voice when I say that I'm in the way or um the, the whole rejection. But being in the way is my biggest f***ing fear, which is an absurd fear because it doesn't sound right. In any right. aspects, like being in the way, what do you mean? Do you mean physically? Do you mean all these things? I'm like, no, all of it. Being literally cast out of a house to another person, to another person, to another person, to an orphanage where some of my big traumas happened, I physically react to the thought of being in the way. Mm-hmm. And that I have to prove myself and don't even know what that truly means. To truly understand the same thing is like, I'm being too much. I'm being too loud. I'm being too obnoxious. I'm being too needy. Those are three mm-hmm. of the, the biggest things that I fear. And I worked so hard to put on the persona of being independent that anything mm-hmm. else doesn't 
feel natural and feel like feels like a violation of who I am, which is not necessarily true. And again, so many questions. So being vulnerable yeah. in any any way, mm-hmm. going to an event which feels like, especially with jobs, in an event in I'm one of the older ones as a podcasting host, like at this up and trending new type of culture and subset, I Mm -hmm. feel out of place. I'm not white. I am not a man. I am 40 (laughs) years old. I am adopted and have barely gotten through life in so many ways. And so being Mm -hmm. in this aspect, and again, like many of y'all are journalists and writers and actors, and I'm like, hey, I lived in L.A.J., Georgia, went to University of Georgia. I have social work. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Cool. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. all of those insecurities are so huge. And you're right, like feeling like I'm always in the way and therefore I am a nuisance. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm literally a diversity token. That's been a huge thing in my head anyway. But... Mm -hmm. Add that to the fact that I have been told that I haven't been wanted and that there are all of these things literally being cast aside, passed around, trying to find someone to solve this problem called me. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, that's my memoir. Just <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I definitely get that. And I'm sure, see, I haven't gotten to the point where I can say, I'm sure it's all in my head. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true. But... <laughs> I will say, like, it's interesting to see you having those same thoughts who I think you're you're literally, to me, the center of attention, not because you're trying to put yourself there, but because people adore you to that point. We've been I've been gushing over you all day, so I'm just going to keep <laughs> going with it. But essentially, it was what I saw at the party as I was trying to run away. <laughs> <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, that's one of the things, like, I always find that so interesting with with you and a lot of my friends who are women. I'll hear you say something like this. I'm like, but I think you're so amazing and I think you're so great. I don't see that, but I'm also doing it. Like, I think it's just such a right. common, the way right. we see each other and the way we see ourselves. And that's kind of why I wanted to bring it up. Because after we talked about this, I was like, this is so interesting to me that we're kind of... <laughs> We're just we're struggling with the same thing. It's just we're viewing it and interpreting it differently. And like I guess, like I said, we we are very different in how we deal with stress. So we're kind of outwardly appearing very different. Right. But inwardly yeah, very similar. <laughs> like, we may react differently, but it's for the same reasons. Yeah, and it's, exactly. It's fascinating. Of course, you know, people are different. People are unique, and we know this. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. is like this whole idea of the imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. I don't think that, that word is strong enough for this. This is not imposter mm-hmm. syndrome. This is a trauma that we suffered, again, going through our own experiences, but also being women in a mm-hmm. society that has been taught to shrink. Mm-hmm. And that we should know our place in society, mm-hmm. which is to be behind in the shadows, in the corner, doing all the labor, but quietly and suffering yep. through it quietly. And I yep. think it does say that, it, it does show that a lot. And then when we start being recognized or being seen or wanting to be seen or wanting to be recognized, it feels like blasphemy. How yeah. dare you? But. Mm-hmm. 
within our own souls, because once again, this is the opposite of being what we were taught as women in mm-hmm. the society. Mm-hmm. <sighs> That's a bigger conversation, though. It is, but that's definitely one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this because I do think, like, being too much, we like we can't even express our needs, our wants because that's too much. But they could be basic things. Right. And we've just been so conditioned to do this, and so conditioned through our experiences and through society and through, um, yeah, being women of. If I am too much in whatever way I think that is, if I'm too loud or I talk to you about my Star Wars love too much, you're just going to write me off because that's, that's, you're not worth the effort. So I think there's a lot we could unpack with this and I'm sure we probably will. And, and cheers to, to you. For listening to us unpack this. And I hope you can tell us what you are going through and how you are doing, because I have a feeling we're not alone in this new concept of trying to socialize again. Uh. (laughs) Yes, a party set us both off. Um, It's so true, though. It's so true. (laughs) Yes, we would love, love, love to hear from you. You can email us at stephiediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Instagram at Stuff I've Never Told You or on Twitter at MomStuffPodcast. Thanks, as always, to our super producer, Christina. Which we did get to see and hug, and it was the delight. Christina... You're amazing. Yes, yes. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I'll Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.